Hey everybody, welcome to So Deep in Our Talks. I am Elizabeth Anna, and I'm so glad you're here with me today. For today's episode, I will be reading a poem that I wrote and I'm elaborating on it, pointing to every little line and how it applies to my growth, things that I've overcome, the things that's still showing up, and how we can integrate all that in our day-to-day. So I hope you enjoy it. As always, remember you can leave comments or send me an email. Until next week. How can you be consistent in a world that tests your character, your values, your integrity, your very existence? Where does your loyalty rest? You can tell yourself a million stories and believe them all. But at night, when it's time to close your eyes, what is it that occupies your mind? Is it the weight of the world on your shoulders? Is it even yours to carry? How can you make so much progress and somehow find yourself dreamed of all that is true? What's the story you're telling yourself this time? Will it make a difference when you realize it's all a lie? Yet, your mind will experience every emotion. Your body will be on overdrive. Learn to release what is not yours. The truth is never confusing. It carries peace. It allows all to flow. Learn to let that which clouds your truth just go. Set it free. Let it be. Rest here, just you and me. So I wrote this last year in October of 2022, and I believe I was writing it to myself. And it's a reminder, a good reminder, because I think no matter how much work you do, and no matter you know, how much you grow, we're still human. And sometimes the things that, you know, we've been programmed with, the experiences we've had in the world, it can be, you know, we can get triggered by those things. Uh, sometimes by certain things that we haven't even become aware of yet. And I started writing these things as a way to communicate with myself so that if I find myself falling into those things again it's like hey hey remember remember what you know because it's hard to have to do things again when you've worked really hard at building something it's hard to see it crumble and then find yourself in the same place you were again because you didn't really maybe integrate everything that you know you knew you should have ultimately it's like if you're building something, if you, you know, building Legos and there's a piece you can't find, but it's a vital piece. And you know that there's a possibility that at some point it's going to crumble because that piece was needed. 
And it's the same thing with when you're doing the work. Sometimes we focus on what's coming up and we just keep going and we keep going. And, and then that little part that we may have missed because we were trying to maybe rush through the work, it pops. It's a reminder. And then, you know, it's not that everything crumbles because I don't think everything crumbles, but I do think that it may feel like you're starting again from scratch or, you know, you hit a block. And I've stopped thinking that those blocks are failure. They're just another opportunity to, you know, work at something that maybe I wasn't aware of yet. And that that can only add to my growth and to who I'm becoming and how I'm showing up. But I think a lot of this, of what I wrote in this, like, you know, being consistent in a world that tests your characters, your values, your integrity, your very existence. I think a lot of times how we show up or how we want to show up is how we want to be perceived and not exactly with how we are because we tend to have shame about the things that make us unique, that make us different, make us stand out from other people. Like the little quirks we have, you know, the parts of us that we feel are awkward that maybe we've been told you're weird, you know, that is, you know, why do you do that? Stop doing that. Like that's childish. These are things I've heard. <laughs> and I think sometimes I've allowed those comments, those opinions to chip away at those parts of myself that made me unique that made me different. And I'm learning that if it's not something that is impeding in, you know, my relationships, if I'm not really harming anybody, if it's not, you know, a flaw that is, you know, I don't think quirks are flaws, but what I'm saying is like, there are certain parts of me that I, I do know are flaws. Like if I get triggered uh, by something, emotionally and I haven't learned to control that emotion fully or that trigger hasn't really been fully healed like whatever it is that they're like poking at I I get angry and then I raise my voice so if somebody's telling me that I yell too much or that I raise my voice too much when having a discussion that is something I would want to look into and I would want to work at develop change that's a flaw I see that as a flaw, but like, for example, I like to find meaning in everything. And I know for other people that can be exhausting, right? Like I've been told, like not everything, like there's not a meaning for everything. Like everything, there's not significance to everything, but I like to see it that way. If a butterfly flies in front of me, I want to know what color it was, how many stripes it had, and I'm going to Google it, and I'm going to find what that butterfly means. And to somebody else, they may think that's ridiculous, right? Because it's just a butterfly flying. But I've been with other people that didn't even see the butterfly. And so my finding significance in everything, I think, creates this world, this experience of this world for me that makes me more aware of what surrounds me of the things around me that others just don't see and so I think I've sometimes allowed how I'm perceived 
in that aspect to interfere with maybe holding back sharing that because I'm afraid that maybe somebody's going to think I'm a little like, okay, you're a little weird, you know, like that's weird, you know, so I know who to share it with, but sometimes I, I, I tell myself, let me just own it. That is how I am. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now I don't have to go and tell everybody, you know, like, oh, if they saw, or if somebody tells me they saw a lizard, right? I don't have to offer them, you know, what that means to them if they really don't care, right? That's unsolicited advice or, you know, or sharing something about myself that for somebody else, it just may not have the same significance or they may not see it. They may not believe in that and that's okay. But I shouldn't change that about myself because that is a part of me that makes me unique, makes me different. And I think that oftentimes those are parts of ourselves that we let others chip away at. They chip away at it, maybe not with the intention of hurting us, but because for whatever reason, they can't understand it. They don't fit into that part of us. They don't see how, you know, we connect. And so because they see how they we don't connect or they don't see a way for us to connect, they somehow make us feel as if that part of ourselves just doesn't fit into whatever we have going on here. And it is our choice to allow people to, you know, to, for their perception to interfere with who we are. And we don't have to make that change. We don't have to be like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. No, if you don't like it, okay. I mean, I don't have to share it with you, but that's, that's, I like that about myself and own it. And, and that's just a little thing, but sometimes it can go on to bigger things or sometimes it can start with like even smaller insignificant things like maybe okay I'll give you a good one I like to watch movies with closed captions for a long time I thought the reason I watch movies is with closed caption was because I grew up with a niece who's hard of hearing and we used to watch a lot of stuff together so we always put closed captions as I got older when I don't have closed caption because somehow it bothers everybody. And, you know, my husband does not like using closed caption. He feels it's distracting for him. But as I got older and I got diagnosed with ADHD older, I realized that a lot of people with ADHD have an auditory processing issue where it's like you, it's not that you don't hear it. It's that you can't really understand it. So the closed caption helps. And so I used to think I didn't hear well. And what it what it was, it wasn't that I didn't hear, it was that I'm not processing the information. That's why sometimes people will say something to me and I'll say, huh? And like three seconds later, I will have known exactly what I heard while they're repeating themselves. And I'm like, why did I say, huh? So I hadn't processed it yet. And these are things that I didn't understand about myself that now I do. So Closed caption for me is important. Otherwise, I'm going to be asking, what did they say? The whole movie. And it's annoying. But it's it's little things like that, that sometimes it's like we let how we're perceived by others, right? Like these comments, these opinions that they make, it, we allow it to interfere with how we show up, how we exist in the world, right? And so 
Where does your loyalty rest? You can tell yourself a million stories and believe them all. But at night, when it's time to close your eyes, what is it that occupies your mind? I can't tell you how many times I've replayed a conversation I had or a, I don't know, something that somebody said or that I said. And if they didn't respond a certain way, I thought, man, did I come across as rude? Did I say something wrong? Are they mad at me? And that comes from my own insecurities of, you know, feeling the need to belong, to be accepted, you know, and I'm learning to let that go. It hasn't been easy. The thoughts still pop up sometimes. And I think more often than not, it's, it's a trigger. It is a trigger from a wound that exists within of feeling insignificant, of feeling like I didn't matter. And it's definitely a childhood wound. And what I'm learning is that it's okay. I don't need to be significant to anybody. I don't need to matter to anybody, but to myself. I need to be significant to myself. If I say something and it was misinterpreted, it is that person's responsibility to come to me and clarify. If they don't come to me and clarify or ask for clarification, then the relationship isn't important enough. And I'm learning that to let it go because I think sometimes I would hold on to these things for so long that I would replay it over and over and then come to find out there was never an issue. <laughs> and so it was all in my head. And it, I think it's, it's, it's tough, right? But the thoughts that occupy our mind at night, they interfere with how we wake up in the morning, how we show up. So I'm learning to truly let them go. So is the weight of the world on your shoulders? And is it even yours to carry? How can you make so much progress? And somehow find yourself drained of all that is true. This one, this one is a, uh, this one kind of poked at me today when I read it because I, I tend to feel responsible for others to figure out how to make their life better. And that's why I think I wrote this because it was like, is the weight of the world on your shoulders? I'm unable to fix the world. I can only, you know, fix my own life, myself. I can't even fix my own families. Like, I, it's not my responsibility. But for a long time, I have felt responsible to help other people to if I'm doing something, if I'm doing work or I'm realizing these things and I'm, I'm growing and I'm learning to heal parts of myself, then I want everybody to experience the same thing. But it becomes this weight because if people don't, you know, you know, accept what I'm saying or, or believe it or I see that they actually, you know, want to do it. then I'm like, they're always going to live like this then. But it's not my responsibility. So it's not mine. It's like the weight of the world 
on your shoulders. It's not mine to carry. And then how can you make so much progress and somehow find yourself drained of all that is true? I think this one, this one is a daily reminder. And it's, it's about no matter how much work you do, if at the end of the day, you're still allowing yourself to be drained of everything that is true by allowing all the things that occupy your mind to just stay there, then the progress gets basically, not that it gets retracted, but you're, you're not integrating, you're not allowing the things that you've learned and the work that you've done to fully take place, right? So that has been a big one in my growth journey. And I think I wrote this in October, but I would say last month was when I really started to let go of that responsibility that I need to help others, right? Others need to help themselves. And I will be more than happy to help them if they want it and if they're ready. But if not, I'm no longer doing the, hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do that. Because it gives me this responsibility that is not mine. So I'm not coaching anybody unless they actually come to me to get coached. <laughs> and so what's the story you're telling yourself this time? Will it make a difference when you realize it's all a lie? Like, how many stories don't we tell ourselves that create this tension, the overthinking, the anxiety? Uh, so our mind experiences every emotion and then our body goes into overdrive. And it could be opposite too, right? Our, our emotions go our mind goes into overdrive and then our body experiences every emotion. So you can, because ultimately sometimes it starts somewhere and it ends up somewhere else. But when you learn to recognize where emotions are showing up for you and how they're showing up for you, you learn to like recognize it in your body. And sometimes, most of the time, it starts in your mind. And when your body starts to feel it, it's when you've let it go too far, it, it tends to be a lot. So we have to pay attention to the stories we're telling ourselves. Like if somebody doesn't respond to something, it doesn't mean anything bad. It just means they don't respond. Like think to how many times maybe you haven't responded to somebody. And those are the things I'm learning to just let go, let it go not make a story in my mind because the stories are usually not good and everybody has their reasons for everything and so if i'm going to make up a story i'm going to make up a story that has compassion so that i don't have to sit there and feel bad or think that there's something wrong with me and that's why maybe you know this person didn't respond to me or you know um i don't know somebody said okay after i wrote them a whole book Silly things like that. We make these stories in our minds. And those stories usually end up being a lie. And then the emotions come from those stories. So learn to release what is not yours. 
not, there's nothing, there's, you can't do anything about somebody else's choices in their life. All you can do is choose to be in their life or not. And I'm learning that if people aren't choosing to show up for themselves, I have to limit how I show up for them. I have to limit how I allow the lack of the work that they're choosing to do to affect me. So, and, and those are boundaries that I've learned or I'm learning to set that I didn't know how to do before. So by releasing what is not mine, I am saying you're responsible for your own growth. I'm responsible for mine. You can totally come and ask me what's worked for me and I'll share it. But it's just words. If ultimately our relationships can either grow or become stagnant. And I'm hoping that the people who really care will put in the work for themselves. Um, the truth is never confusing. It, ca it carries peace. It allows all to flow. I think a lot of times when there's confusion, it's because we're at war with ourselves. Our mind is thinking one thing, you know, and then we start to worry and we start to create doubt. And that doesn't carry peace. But that's because we're not allowing things to just flow. We're not surrendering. We're not surrendering to the experiences of life and to and trusting. Trusting that there's certain things you can, you know, control, and there's certain things you can't. One of the things you definitely can is yourself. But outside of yourself, everything else sometimes it just is. And so Learn to let that which clouds your truth just go. So figure out what clouds your truth. What is it that is clouding your, your ability to just flow, to surrender? Set it free and let it be. And then just rest here. You and me. And of course, I wrote that for myself because stillness, quietness sometimes for me is, uh, it's hard. It's hard to sit still, it's hard to be quiet, it's hard to not, to just be present without listening to something, without having to read something, watch something. Even when I eat sometimes, it's like I, I wanna be able to hear a book or music. And I'm learning to have moments where I allow quiet and to learn to be okay in that quiet because I don't want my mind to always go to the things that cloud me, that confuse me. And although I still like noise and I'm not going to stop playing music, it, it's allowing myself to be in those little moments of silence that I can just be with myself and connect and be able to then just flow, allow things to flow. 
surrendering, I always say, is a very, uh, it's, it sounds easy because it's, it almost is like, just go with the flow, just go with the flow. And I think, uh, again, that, that in itself could be completely, uh, like mis, I don't want to say miscommunicated, but like, it could be a misconception, right? Because if you're just a go with the flow person, then do you ever really do anything that you want? Or like, because there are people like that, they just don't ever say, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do this, right? They just go with things. But are they genuinely doing it? Are they truly surrendering to the moment? Or do they just avoid speaking? Because I've been that type of person. I've been the type of person that has just gone with the flow, allowed things to just be, but because I didn't really want to say anything, just figured I'd let other people choose. And I know if you've known me for a while, you're probably like, you've done that? Yes, I've done that. Because now I tend to be a little bit too loud about what I want. And, um, but I have done that, but I did it for the wrong reasons. So, whereas now when I find myself surrendering to just what is, it's truly just, okay, there's, there's not going to be an agreement to this. Everybody wants something different. I usually get what I want. Let me just go with it and see what happens and accepting, you know, the situation or what may be. And I, I'm learning that it's so much easier. <laughs> life just flows and there's this peace this calmness that comes with it like i'll give you an example i was just in georgia with my friend and there was so much that happened that could have created a lot of stress and you know there was so much uncertainty like we were running really late to the airport and i there was a part of me that was like hey there's a good chance we may not make it, but we're going to try, right? We're going to do everything in our power to make it. And I think in the past, I would have been so stressed about not making it. But I, I didn't let the stress get to me. I just said, if we don't make it, it's because we're not meant to make it. I mean, I knew that we were leaving later than we should have. So I already knew that there was a possibility we weren't going to make it. Now, I wanted to come home. I was having a great time, but I did want to come home. And she actually needed to get home uh, because she had an event to go to. So the time was close. We got to the airport. Our flight left at 3. It was supposed to leave at 3.15, I think it was. And they were boarding at 2.26. We got to the airport around 2 something. And it was like 2.15. But when I pulled up the app, it said the flight was a little delayed. So, yay. <laughs> one, you know, one, one thing to our advantage. It was already delayed. So, when we got to the TSA line, whew, I mean, it was Atlanta. So, yeah, world's busiest airport. It was long. She said, I'm going to go ask. I'm going to go tell the guy. And I said, go for it. And he said, okay. And he let us through. And we made it on the plane. 
we actually got to Miami before five, which was supposed to be our arrival. I, I thought it was such a beautiful like experience. We ran through that. I haven't ran in an airport. I don't, I don't think ever. I mean, not like that. I was sweating when I got to, to my seat. And we even stopped to use the bathroom. She stopped to use the bathroom. So it was like all odds were against us. It was like, we're not going to make it. But I truly just surrendered to the fact that if we're meant to be on that plane, we will be on that plane. And she just went ahead and asked. And the guy said, yes. Could have said no. And if we wouldn't have asked, because we thought he would say no, then it would have definitely been no. But the point is that we really both surrendered. We surrendered to the fact that it was what it was. We made choices. They let us there. And that felt like such a, I don't know, beautiful experience. Uh, I want more of that in my life now. And it's hard because when you come back to your day-to-day, you get caught up on the little things that cloud us. The little things, the lies, the doubts, the uncertainties, the busyness, the nuances of everyday living. You know, I, I had such beautiful time connecting with nature, walking, being in mountains, being outside of, you know, the normal day to day. And so often we have that mentality of when you get back to reality, oh, I'm back, back to reality. My vacation, it wasn't a vacation, but whatever, like uh, my time away is over. That's it. Back to real life. And it, it makes it sound like such a dread. So I made it a point to go out and just reconnect with nature around my neighborhood. And I even took pictures like similar to the ones I took when I was in Georgia. Like there's beauty here too. There may not be mountains, but there's trees and there's tree trunks and there's leaves and there's flowers and there's walkways and life is still beautiful here. And I don't have to feel like it's a dread just because I'm back to this you know, everyday living as opposed to being away. And it's all a state of mind. And the surrendering is the same. Every day I get choices to either go with it, resist, try to control, or just surrender and allow the experience to just be and not try to convince myself that if it's not a certain way, then it's no good. No, it will be the way it is meant to be. And if I trust that, I think I'll have an experience like I did at the airport. I think most people would have been angry and stressed and, you know, in a bad mood. We were laughing, cracking up, running through the freaking airport, asking random people because we were going the wrong way. And I like, it just was, it was beautiful. The whole entire trip really was beautiful because it was about that. We just went with whatever happened. And um, it, it just, there was no, hey, we didn't do this. We didn't do that. There was none of that because whatever we did, we were fully present doing it. And I want more of that. I don't want to just leave that in my trip to Georgia thinking, oh, that's only possible 
when you go away. No, I brought it here. Actually, the next day after my trip, <laughs> I kept telling my husband, let's go hiking. And he's like, where? <laughs> so we went to Indian Hammocks Park. They have a little hiking trail. It ain't no mountain, but put on my hiking shoes and we went through all the trees. And it was, again, a way for me to remind myself that I don't need to go away to have adventure. I don't need to go away to have experiences to be able to feel magic. And those are things that I've, of the world, right? That have tested, you know, my very existence. Because that magic, that feeling, it exists in all of us because it's a choice. You ultimately make the choice to believe that you can find happiness, joy, and magic, and, you know, in anything, in every day when you wake up. But we tend to tie that to needing the experience to be somewhere else, to have to go on a trip, to, you know, have to have, you know, a special moments or certain things. And it, that's not true. Those are lies we tell ourselves because we've heard it played over and over Monday suck or you know like I don't know I, I can't remember all the things right now that I've heard throughout my life that I actually ended up living out because somehow it just felt like it was true because you can find truth to anything so if you want to believe something you you can what's it gonna be are you going to allow the lies to continue to cloud your mind? Or are you going to set them free? Just let things be. So I know what I'm going to do. And I hope that every day I can remember that. And that when I find myself slipping, trying to control this and that, that I come back to myself and remind myself to just surrender, to let it be, to fully set myself free and rest because life happens in those moments. And to be able to be fully present and experience them and see them, it's beautiful. And I invite you to do the same. But ultimately, it's your choice. I think it's easier said than done, but it's so worth it. And I think sometimes it's harder to do it if you don't understand or don't do some of the work to you know, clear out the gunk, the gunk that is blocking you from fully being able to integrate yourself fully into who you are and how you show up. So, invitation is open. As always, feel free to comment at the end of the episode or send me an email. Looking forward to being here again next week. Have a great, great day.